You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. All right, time again for a new episode of PimTalk and... Uh, this week, I'm really excited over my guest here today. When doing a podcast like Pim Talk, you know, sometimes the inspiration goes up and down. And uh, when I had it down, I, I was thinking the weekend that am I really going to get do another episode and all of that. And, you know, what I'm missing a little bit with the podcast and something that I would like us to, to maybe do better is to, to have some more interaction with the listeners. And it would also be interesting to, to know from you guys what would be a good way of interact, if that would be a Facebook group, if uh, you can, we can do some live recordings of the podcast or or so and when when i mean live i i say live over the web so you can participate and you know chat while we do the recording but anyway i was uh, going shopping it was like 6 p.m went to the nespresso store and suddenly my phone called i picked up and there was this guy hugo from skf one of the largest swedish companies and he worked with uh, you know digital transformation he had a lot of ideas and, and wanted to hear more about the the feedback loop for b2b companies in the podcast and you know we talked maybe for half an hour and that was you know really really um, something that uh, was rewarding for me to to have someone call me like that so don't hesitate to reach out in one way or the other you know i usually say the different contact path but uh, i mean you could also give me a call if um, that's what you would like to do but anyway this time hugo was on his way to a conference in copenhagen and he um, called me to see if he could stop by the office so he did that uh, and we had a nice chat and i think there is a lot of good things to take away from uh, what hugo has to uh, say so without further ado let's get down to the pim talk with hugo kalian from skf I'm happy here today to have Hugo Karlén from SKF, uh, one of the larger Swedish companies, and is actually here visiting us in the in River office. So, welcome, Hugo, to Pim Talk. Thank you very much, Thomas, for uh, uh, receiving me here. Um, I've been listening to your podcasts uh, over and over again, so therefore, I'm uh, really happy to meet you in person. Yeah, likewise, and uh, I mean. Uh, 
Now, I know uh, that you are using a competing product, which is uh, very much okay. We are both very interested in PIM. And you're going to talk a bit about the digital transformation journey that you have done at SQF. But maybe you could just uh, tell me something about what, what do you do at SQF? SQF was uh, established in 1907, so quite a while ago, uh, by the engineer uh, Sven Winkvist. He found a solution to misalignment in uh, ball bearings. Uh, and uh, he did this in 1907, and within a decade, SKF was a completely global company with manufacturing uh, in uh, virtually all areas of the world, and, and especially sales globally. So we have um, lots of uh, uh, experience in selling our products globally and selling through distributors in all different regions of the world. Uh, we sell today uh, bearings, um, so ball bearings, plane bearings, uh, roller bearings, any kind of bearings, and also associated uh, components to support our customers with rotating equipment performance. All right. And uh, what do you do at uh, SKF? Specifically, uh, I work in the uh, sales uh, uh, division of SKF uh, with responsibility for, uh, we call it digital sales enablement. And this is to support our existing distributors to uh, sell more online and help them on the journey to uh, uh, sell the products uh, in new channels. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you have worked a lot looking at how the, the buying pattern have changed uh, for customers within the B2B space. And maybe you could just talk about how it worked traditionally and the changes and the challenges that you have right now. We see big, big changes in the way our customers look at our products and how they want to buy them. Um, I would say traditionally, we have worked a lot with uh, catalogs, brochures, leaflets that we have uh, created in an English master and then translated to many different languages and distributed all over the world. And in many cases, we thought from a marketing perspective that the job was done when those catalogs were printed. But I mean, they don't create any value unless the customers are really reading them and interacting with them. So uh, that is, a, I would say, a shift in mindset to go from, you know, we, we create catalogs into we try to understand the needs of our customers uh, and and uh, we use the PIM as one way of, of uh, looking at the customer. And you create a lot of catalogs, right? Yeah, I think we have been printing uh, hundreds of thousands of catalogs. Yeah, but you're still doing that? or uh, Yes, uh, I can send over the latest uh, uh, so-called rolling bearing catalog, which is not only used by our customers, but it's also used as a school book in hundreds of universities oh. around the world. So if you're a mechanical engineering student, you might have had our uh, rolling bearing catalog as the course literature. Sounds Plenty. like a hard read for the, <laughs> the average it's, it's, person. It's, it's uh, quite heavy. Yeah. It's a four kilogram uh, publication, uh, 1,300 pages. Uh, but uh, I would say it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, however, what we see is that I mean, uh, the interesting part is when our customers are interacting with it, reading it, uh, and having questions about it. And and traditionally, it has been 
challenging to really see those customers. But okay. the, with digitalization, when our customers pull the data in online, in the online version of the catalog, I mean, we can, we can much better see uh, where is the interest from our customers. Okay. But I think we were talking about the uh, customer journey. Absolutely. Back mm-hmm. to the journey. Uh, the customer journey. I was a traditional at SKF. Uh, a customer has been served by different, let's say, organizational silos during the uh, customer journey. And also the information that the customer is using has been uh, uh, created in different uh, systems in different areas of the company. Let's say initially it's mainly the let's say, marketing uh, uh, part of SKF that, that uh, creates catalogs and so on that you, you interact with, then um, in many cases to to really uh, make use of a bearing, uh, you need engineering advice. And here we have an engineering department uh, called application SKF Application Engineering, which is supporting our customers to utilize the right bearing. And this is a quite high is a technical uh, advice you get there coming from the engineering uh, data sources um, later on in the journey when the customer really wants to buy something um, we receive in many cases still a fax or an online transaction but then uh, we're interacting with the supply chain uh, systems uh, and and finally when you want to install the product or maintain uh, you need engineering advice again uh, and this is challenging to digitalize if we have if we have this information from different uh, silos from different systems um, we need we need a place where they can meet and this is where we believe pim is a really important cornerstone in the let's say infrastructure all right so in pim the engineering information and the supply chain information and the marketing information can meet and we can um, uh, cut and slice this, uh, let's say, information pie in an appealing way for a customer, regardless if they are in the early awareness phase or if they are close to a purchasing decision or if they are in the, let's say, use phase of the product. Hmm. Are you able today to support the customer through this journey in the digital channels or where is your biggest challenges today to, to cover that process? I would say today we, um, uh, we don't control the complete uh, process um, uh, and, and we don't aim at doing that either. Uh, we are to support our distributors to really... Um, make an easy, tra- simple transition to make it easy for them to sell our products. I think we are uh, we're in the, on a journey. Mm. Uh, but the PIM is sort of a very important uh, part of the infrastructure. Then what what we see from, from all, I mean, we have a best-in-breed philosophy. We have huge ERP systems. We have PLM systems uh, from the biggest suppliers and so on. Uh, and all these systems, they are, I would say, rather much focused on the inside-out push. Um, and that means that we get the data from good controlled master sources. So we get uh, uh, 
the the accurate and and consistent product information, but we're not sure if this is relevant for the customer. Uh, and relevance from the customer that can only be let's say judged by the customer. So we need to also to establish the interfaces with the customers, where they can judge if the information is relevant or not. So in your world here, when you say customer, who are your customers? Um, I think a customer of SKF. Uh, we have a number. We have we have three main personas that we normally refer to. Um, it's like the big OEM that is manufacturing let's say, wind turbines and need assistance. Uh, it's also the often the maintenance engineer or the maintenance manager at the big uh, uh, paper mill or steel mill. They need to replace bearings. Um, uh, but also very important for us is the industrial distributor, the one that is uh, reselling SKF bearings in a certain region or to a specific industry. Uh, and uh, well, these are just three personas. But in addition to this, I mean, it's anyone that has something that rotates in the industry. Mm. Uh, so... I think potentially we can we can have uh, many more such customers. Okay, yeah. And uh, you mentioned a little bit about I mean how your system chart or your infrastructure has changed, and uh, how you now utilize the PIM to consolidate these different other um, master uh, systems for transactional information from the technical information, marketing, and so on. Um, how has I mean when it comes to ownership of this because that's usually also a thing that comes um, on the agenda when you introduce a PIM system because before you have it there is no one that has that responsibility spread out so can you say something about uh, those things? Well, at SKF we actually implemented the PIM system uh, six years ago. Uh, however, at that point of time it was more to replace an existing database. And uh, we did not really make the big reshape of the information landscape. Um, but over the years, I think the uh, management has been much more uh, looking at product data and we see it much more as an asset today. Uh, so we started a year ago on a transformation uh, for the PIM uh, system and the, the PIM processes. So we um, repositioned PIM in the company. Now it's uh, really an important uh, um, element in the in the architecture, uh, where we we populate the PIM with uh, sellable things from from our ERP system, and then we enrich it with the technical and uh, marketing information. Um, so. It's, it's really an important part now of, of the information process to customers. Normally, when implementing a system, I mean, you, you spend lots of time on the on the system implementation itself, but it's uh, equally or even more important to uh, re uh, rearrange the processes and, and the ownership. So now we have the the we have a PIM system owner. Um, this is in the marketing. Um, uh, part of SKF, and uh, we have also defined uh, roles and responsibilities for the what we call touchpoint owners 
the one that is taking the information from the PIM system and, and showing that for a customer. And those, they have an extremely important role to uh, uh, funnel back the, the, the feedback from the customer so that we can tweak the information in a way that is uh, more relevant for the customer. You're listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast. And after this short break, we're going to continue our talk with Hugo Carlin from SKF. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. So, I mean, who's the one that are driving how you continue your development or, or what you prioritize uh, with the PIM? Does it come from the touch points owners or is it like from the PIM owners or other stakeholders within the company? Who, who decides what the next mm. steps are? <clears throat> well, we're now in a project phase where I'm the project manager uh, and we have a sponsor from uh, marketing and we have... Uh, um, senior stakeholders from from sales so we have the sales director uh, one of the sales directors is also a member of this steering group uh, and i think and, and we have the engineering director as part of the steering group as well so i think it's really crucial that you collect the senior uh, stakeholders uh, and uh, utilize them in in the steering group to really drive not only the let's say infrastructural change not only the it changes mm. but also the process changes because this is journey mm. and one thing that i know that you are very passionate about is the outside in perspective to i mean get the feedback from the customers uh, and the the receivers of the information and based on that decide which products you're going to focus on what things you're going to develop and so on. And I mean, this is something that you maybe don't think so much about when there is B2B customers. So so maybe you could elaborate a little bit on that, uh, what you see the possibilities are and perhaps also the uh, what's hard to do today. Mm -hmm. and, and here I think we need to uh, completely rethink how we create and maintain product information. Because, uh, um, I mean, in the past when we were working with uh, print, you had to do it right before you could print the book. And I mean, our our product catalog is 1,300 pages thick. Yeah. This, uh, this means that you had to write all the pages before you could go to print. Uh, with uh, online publishing via PIM system, I mean, you can update product per product and you can also prioritize uh, and we are utilizing, uh, say, clicks in our online product catalog as one way of prioritizing. Also, we are looking at say, the number of sale uh, of price and availability queries that our distributors 
ask us. And this really helps us to let's say update the products that makes the difference. Because we have hundreds of thousands of products. And we have a rather small PIM team and we have limited resources in I mean everywhere today. So uh help help with prioritization is extremely important and and to do this from a real outside in perspective is i think the what will uh, make a difference mm. and i mean what kind of feedback do you see that you could get from your customers is it like quantitative measuring how many products are viewed or so or do you also see that you can get more qualitative feedback from from the users I think we're a bit in the um like uh, 15 years ago when yeah. when Facebook started we said that we we went from web 1.0 to web 2.0 mm. with uh, uh co-creation rather than uh, corporate centric creation yeah and I think maybe it's time for the industry to do the same mm. to um uh, Uh, let's say spend less time on on uh, corporate uh, uh, information and and instead starting to listen to our customers and users and ask them to collaborate. And you you actually said before here that you have a fan club at SKF. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we we are we are really a, a strong brand in the industry. I think we have many users that are passionate about the SKF products. And I think it's about to find arena where we can utilize that and and build uh, user generated content that can help others. Like, um, I mean, for the traveling industry, you have TripAdvisor, yeah, uh, which is uh, I mean, collecting feedback and and uh, judgments from from travelers all over the world. Uh, it would be really interesting to see who will be the TripAdvisor for uh, the bearing business or the. Um, engineering seems to be an opening there if you want to be really yeah, yeah. finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to? Yeah, maybe, maybe that could be my breaking <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, this might be a, a call for help here. So, yeah. uh, all all um, um, passionate people out there, um, I think there is definitely an opening for mm. uh, creating a uh, TripAdvisor like functionality for the uh, heavy industry. Mm. I think we we also discussed the yeah. topic of of uh, uh, what information can you get from your customers. Yeah. Um, and here, uh, the 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 truth is that we don't really know yet, mm. but we are starting to experiment. Uh, one way is those say, number of clicks, number of searches, and so on. Mm. I think also if we could really crack the code of uh, search logs. That could give us mm. lots of insights, um, because in our search logs we might also see how our competitors name their products and utilize that to, let's say, um, increase the the power of our content. I also think it was interesting what you talked about before uh, the interview here about your sort of your online catalogs or your PDFs and so on. I mean, before when you just send it out, you didn't get much feedback, but you you tried a service there as well to collect feedback for the users. Maybe you can say something about that. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, working in in 
SKF for quite a while. So I've been part of, of creation of two um, uh, so-called rolling bearing catalogs. Um, we do them every seven years, uh, regardless if we need it or not. <laughs> um, but every seven years, we do a remake of this 1,300-page thick catalog. And uh, I, I went to the editorial team and asked how many, how many improvement requests have you received in the past seven years? And they had very well organized, uh, I think it was 12 uh, comments. All right. Today, uh, we're able, we, we, we're just piloting a new feature on our website where we can have uh, anyone looking at the product can also uh, give a feedback. And uh, like uh, in two weeks' time, we've got 10,000 responses. Oh. Uh, 80% of them really like the content, which is good. Was it like thumbs up and thumbs down, or what can you get? Well, we're just piloting a new feature where we can get. Uh, I mean, you can you can select if it's thumbs up or thumbs down, or if it's uh, the happy emoji or okay. the sad one. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, we actually just had the question: Do you like it? Yes or no? And and mm. and we had uh, like eighty percent were saying yes; they were really satisfied. But that's not enough for us. Ten uh, percent said that they were not really happy. Uh, and here, I think the 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 great thing is that then we can get feedback down to a specific product uh, or uh, uh, we can also funnel it with the uh, uh, structure groups in PIM so that we can funnel it to a specific product line manager or we can funnel it to a specific uh, engineering department or we can funnel it, I mean, with, with PIM's help, we can slice and dice it in any direction. And... Um, I say some of the feedback was uh, fantastic. You have the incorrect image. Mm. That's simple to fix, isn't it? Absolutely. But without the, the feedback channel, we would never have received that. Yeah. I think a lot of companies could, I mean, uh, follow your example there. I think it's a great and in a way simple way to, to get a lot of feedback. I mean, it's a good way to start, I think. Yeah. And, and here we're also just on the... On, uh, in the start-up phase of yeah. this. So uh, we are definitely interested in learning from other examples. Yeah. And and I think in the, let's say, industry, we have we are trying to benchmark with uh, some of your other uh, um, customers. Mm. So uh, I think you have some customers around the corner here in, yeah. in <laughs> Skåne. <laughs> and I know uh, one of the reasons that you stopped by here is that you're attending a conference tomorrow in Copenhagen and you're also going to talk about the, these things there. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about what you're going to do tomorrow? Yes, I will be on an event called uh, eConnect Europe. Um, I think uh, yeah, it's my it's the first event uh, of this topic, but it's from uh, Copperberg, a Swedish company, doing um, seminars for the manufacturing industry. And I think this is, uh, I mean, great to see how, how uh, the manufacturing industry the, is really waking up and understanding the, the capabilities and the possibilities and threats of digitalization. And uh, I think PIM uh, really fits our business uh, in a way that uh, we need to um, better manage our product data 
and manage it, uh, let's say, not only in the traditional silos of engineering, uh, uh, supply chain, or marketing, but all together. Because it's when we when we gather it in PIM uh, that we can see that uh, we have a complete product offering. Uh, just as an example, uh, in the past we we have had a big void between the engineering and the supply chain data. So we've had thousands of products that have been extremely well designed, but not sold, mm. has, has not been so visible for the engineers. So in many cases, we've spent, we've overspent the resources on, on doing fantastic product information for products that are not anyway available for our customers. With PIM, we can, we can uh, over time then uh, make a very concise uh, product assortment. Right. Sounds like a good way to, uh, to end this talk. So uh, thank you so much, Hugo, for stopping by. Oh, it's Looking a pleasure being here. To, uh, to have more interactions with you in the future. And, uh, yeah, and see you around. <laughs> yeah, see you around. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are closing in on Christmas and um, not many more events for this year. But uh, I hope that you are preparing for the big event for next year, Pinpoint 2020 in Malmö, April 1st. And right now we have an early bird special. So I suggest that you go to inriver.com because you can get a 50% discount on the price if you register before the 20th of December. So no reason to wait. Uh, you don't want to miss Pinpoint 2020 in Malmö 1st of April. Uh, besides that, uh, we have, of course, upcoming trainings, so we now have some more dates for next year. Uh, in Amsterdam, we're going to have developer and business consultant training on March 11th and 12th. Uh, in Chicago, we're going to have the same type of trainings on February 18th and 19th. And the dates for Malmö, uh, we have January 22nd and 23rd and April 22nd and 23rd. And that is also both for business consultants and for developers. We also have user training coming up. So in Chicago, we're going to have a user training on March 11th and 12th. And we're going to come back with the dates for Malmö and for Amsterdam. That is also on its way. Uh, besides that, if you're going to take one of the certification courses, you can do the InRiver IPMC certification preparatory course online, and that is also required for, for the certification courses. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips, and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers, and live streams, you can follow Pim Talk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. I hear now. Let's talk about Pim.